eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. What up? This is Myron and you are listening or watching the Rye Bread and Mustard Mariners podcast at Down on the Docks on the other side of the tracks dive bar style podcast of and about the Seattle Mariners that you are listening wherever you get your podcasts from. Look, we're not judging as long as you're liking and subscribing and of course giving us those five star reviews. Those really help out the podcast. So do the subscriptions and look, we love those five tool baseball players. But you know what we love more than that on this podcast? Those five-star reviews. So hit us up with that five-star review. All right, on today's episode, we have not talked since the addition of Gregory Santos. What does that mean for the Mariners' bullpen? We're hearing and reading a lot of good things. We're going to take a look at what the bullpen looks like now. We're also going to take a look at the starting rotation. Do the Mariners need to add anybody? We're going to talk a bit about that. So really pitching heavy here on this episode and we're going to check out some projections some odds uh some vegas odds going on right now uh that people are talking about with the seattle mariners and other teams things have changed we're going to take a deeper look at that anyways with me today let's get this going we got hanno up in edmonds what's up hanno what's up What's up, man? You're looking nice and comfortable. You got your Chicago Blackhawks uh, hat on there. What kind of shirt are you rocking today? That's my Viking World Tour shirt. Viking World Tour? Yep. Because of your Norwegian heritage, correct? Correct. Not Minnesota. Correct. Okay, just just clearing that up for uh, anybody else. And then we also have with us the Ninja in parts unknown uh if you're watching right now he's got a nice picture of the uh kingdom and you were mentioning where is he? he's probably somewhere up on the 300 level knowing knowing him waiting for a big power lefty uh waiting for a griffy ball he's either up there or directly behind home plate be <laughs> yeah oh, yeah i stuck down to the okay. front row by now all right there he is if um, you didn't notice so- you know, we did not notice you. Um, we're going to jump into this Gregory Santos. Hanno, you and I have not really talked about this Gregory Santos trade. How you feeling about it? Good. Uh, they needed to make a move to um, get another good arm in there. And 
from all uh, reports. Um, it's really good. Haven't seen him much pitch, but uh, looking forward to seeing what he brings to this team and uh, checking him out in spring training. But like I said, everything I've heard, it sounds real good. Very hard throws, some good uh, stinky off-speed stuff. So excited to see what he can do. Yeah, I have to admit, too, I really didn't know who he was until we traded for him. I'm not following all the rest of the teams. Like, we're following the Mariners, obviously. So I don't know everybody's, like, bullpen. I know all our all-stars. But, man, going and looking at him and then seeing headlines that are, like, uh, we just acquired whatever projected the best relief pitcher in the game. I'm just, I'm just shocked that uh, we came across something so – coveted that i didn't hear about uh ninja you've been on this guy a little bit more you're kind of our 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 pitching go-to guy here what are you seeing with um gregory santos that's really got you excited well i see gregory santos he's got a um, projected higher war right now than uh you know matt brash or munoz i mean and that's saying something you know He's probably he's throwing that 101 mile an hour sinker. It's nasty. He's he's got it in him. I've seen it. You know now. He's got that uh, slider, more of a slider. Brash has more of a or you know a, a sweeper. This guy's got more of a hard biting slider too. So saying something that they projected him higher than Munoz and Brash. Some people are saying that this is even a better, stronger uh, person to have than Paul Seawald. Uh, I mean, I'm not going to jump on that train right away until I can see somebody go out there four times a week like uh, like Seawall did. I mean, that was our workhorse. Yeah, um, and could actually close out games. So was he a rookie last year, Ninja, and did he close out games for the Sox the whole season? Not the whole season. He only had five saves last year. I don't how see how many chances. chances. He, he appeared in 60. He had, yeah. 60 appearances and 66 innings and 66 strikeouts. So he's getting about one strikeout per inning. But, yeah, last year was pretty much his rookie year. Before that, in 2022, he had two games with the Giants. In 2021, he had three games with the Giants. So then he started off the season then kind of as a setup guy and then evolve into their closer? Mm, I think they had a different closer last year. So maybe it's just like, you know, it was more like uh, the closer went back-to-back days and he's the third guy. Yeah, that's uh, right. Liam Hendricks had the uh, cancer scare. that. Um, so, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I'm looking right now on fan graphs. Uh, you're right. He did pitch 66 last year. Um was a 1.6 war if you're into that war stuff. 339 ERA. Now their projections are bullshit projections they have. They have him pitching a little bit less, 61 innings, uh, but with a little bit more of a pickup on the strikeouts. Uh, but they also only have his war for the Mariners on this team, 0.8. So a little bit like his war projections are cut in half uh, as far as being on the Mariners, probably just because of a stronger bullpen. And a better team all around. Mm-hmm. He's not going to be the solely like dependent high leverage guy. We're really going to have like three high leverage guys for different situations, which is going to be pretty fun to watch. 
Yeah, I, I think this is, I would say, it, you know, it's late in the game. Uh, also, it's a guy that a lot of us, if you said you knew everything about him, maybe you did. Maybe you're a baseball nerd. But for the average fan, I don't think a lot of people heard about him. To now maybe being talked about as maybe the most coveted piece that we got all offseason. It seems like the Polanco thing, a lot of people are into that. Some people are a little skeptical about the Polanco thing. This is like the first universal pickup that I feel like everybody's like on board with. Isn't that kind of the vibe you're getting um, listening to the radio and checking things out on social media or reading things online, Hanno? Yeah. Um, and for me personally, I mean, you talked about the three high leverage guys. I mean, we all know watching the Mariners, especially – the last few years in the Scott service era, he, you need three high leverage guys the way, you know, the Mariners like to use them in that situation from the seventh, eighth and ninth and, uh, losing Seawald Swanson and, and then other guys throughout the years, uh, it just makes sense that they need this other Topa. guy. I mean, after losing Seawald last year, we talked about Brash and Munoz having to step up and who was the next guy. So, the Mariners are the uh, pitching laboratory, so we'll see what they can do. But having a guy that, you know, is rock solid in this, it sure makes uh, a lot of sense for the Mariners. Yeah, it really makes a lot of sense, especially us trading Topa, uh, you know, just days before this. Yeah, I had to make up for him, so it totally makes sense. And he's this guy sounds like a much better upgrade as far as, you know, service time and left on his contract, his age, and, you know. I wonder if they already had it in the works. As soon as the Jorge Polanco trade happened, it seemed like it leveled out the lineup, obviously. But the big question now was, what are we going to do with the bullpen? We only have Munoz and we only have Brash. And they kind of, you know, shakingly took over those roles, like you were talking about there, Hanno. And needing to step up and needing that extra person, uh, it was really hard filling that Seawald role. Topa kind of seemed to like slip into that, sl turn into the third guy. And you trade him away, and now you you bring in a guy, and like you said, five years of control. You got two more seasons before you're even getting into arbitration. Uh, seems like a really really good move, and. We've said it last uh, episode. I think you did, Hanno. Like we got to commend Jared Apoto and the Shadow, as you call them, Justin Hollander, on what they've done. They've made chicken salad from chicken shit. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, they've done a nice job with, you know, flipping guys around, changing out the deck chairs, and bringing in newer, more experienced players with, uh, you know, with hopefully better contact from the hitting side and then uh, not um, not spending any more money as we know. Yeah. And at 24 years old, what Topa was what 31 or 32. So you're bringing in somebody eight years younger, small injury last year, I think with his elbow or something like that. But you're also talking about somebody that's 24 with an injury versus somebody that could get an injury in their thirties. Yeah, and with with the arm injuries nowadays, the Tommy John, yeah, you miss a lot of time, but it doesn't ruin careers. So the elbow kind of worries me a little bit. But since he came back, 
um, that should be, he should be good to go. Obviously, it's not something too major, maybe a little strain of some sort. So with Gregory Santos now on the team, and you look at the rest of the bullpen, uh, tentatively Munoz, Brash, Santos, Saucedo, Spires, Thornton, and is it Voth or, or Voth? Austin Voth? Voth? I think it's Austin Voth. Uh, Austin Voth. We, we're talking about that's, a, that's probably right now the, the dogs, if you were to, to start the season today. But you also have guys like down in the minors that we've seen come up and just fill right in with the bullpen this year. What do you think the, the strategy is, and what do you think about the strength altogether? I think it's going to be real fun to watch. And that, you know, hopefully with our pitching staff, it's, you know, each game is getting into the seventh and eighth inning, and then it's going to be, you know, lights out with, you know, a couple different guys every night. Yeah, I mean, that's definitely the hope and with the way the Mariners want to do, like Ninja mentioned, getting your starters to go into the sixth inning and complete it and then bringing on those three guys. And uh, they sound like they kind of have interchangeable roles, the type of pitchers they are. We saw Munoz and Brash get opportunities last year at the end of the year after Seawald was traded and uh, they did good at times and they look shaky at times. So it's nice to have another young kid who can throw really hard and has lights out stuff to be able to put in the mix and uh, go with a hot hand and not rely on those guys. Cause yeah, I mean, I think it's, a, a, lo- it's a lag, a lot of flexibility. You're right. Yeah, as far as a Roto champ, you know, the uh, end-all and be-all of what's going to happen, the crystal ball, uh, this season it it pegs Andres Munoz as probably being the guy getting the most uh, – getting the ball the most there in the ninth. They project him at 25 saves, no saves for Matt Brash, and seven saves for Santos, and one save for Spire. Uh, they also – uh, projects Santos, like I said, 61 innings over here, 3.69 ERA, whip of 1.25, 63 strikeouts, so right about where he was on strikeouts as far as Roto Champ versus um, fan graphs that it says it's going to go up. Uh, looks like he, on here, too, his walks are going to kind of go up a little bit. They both have Brash and Munoz getting 81 strikeouts uh, this season. Supercross this weekend in the Kingdom. The Coors Beer Supercross doubleheader. Get ready, Seattle, this Saturday night at 7 30 and Sunday afternoon at 2. The 1988 AMA Supercross Tour. Motorcycle Media on an incredible dirt battleground that treats man and machine the same way. With absolutely no respect. See the best. National champion Jeff Ward. Former champion Ricky Johnson. Tickets at all Ticketmaster locations, including the Bond, Tower Records, and Video, and participating Honda dealers. The Coors Beer Supercross. So what's the name? Of, are, are we still the, is it Bombadores or Bombadores? Bom- Los Bomberos. Los Bomberos. All right. Yeah, I don't see why not. I mean, you still have some of the Los Bomberos original members. Uh, you definitely got the Latino guys. So I, I mm-hmm. would think that's fine. You got guys that are throwing gas. Uh, there, you got guys coming in to put out the fires. 
uh, late in the game, high leverage. I think the name would continue. I think the uh, presentation of the Los Bomberos is pretty awesome, especially in mm -hmm. person. Yeah, is that usually a Munoz thing when he comes out, or do they do it with other? Were they doing with other pitchers? I mean, I'm they did it with Seawald. They did it with Matt Brash. They did it with uh, yeah, with Munoz as. As far as you can remember, Hanno, what they were pretty much doing it for the the big studs, right? Yeah, I remember Seawald and Munoz, and it makes sense that Brash when I came into it as well. Trent Thornton was he getting the Los Bomberos treatment? <laughs> yeah, I think there is rules. Yeah, you have to be winning the game. You have to be like tight situation. There was. Bombero announcement rules, right? Yeah, I think, yes, that there has to be some sort of qualifying factors before you hit the Los Bomberos button. But nonetheless, <laughs> I, I expect I expect to see it. As far as the rest of the um, bullpen, who are you excited to possibly see uh, take a step forward this year, Hanno, if there was somebody out of that, that group or somebody from uh, the farm? Well, Sauce did a really good job for him last year, and it was, you know, we hadn't really had any lefties coming out of the pen, and now we have two. I look forward to seeing him. Spire had a really breakout year who pitched really well. That'll be a nice guy to throw. You know, he can throw that ball in and off the plate to lefties. Uh, looked real good. And then you said vote. Is that the guy that we got from Atlanta, or is that Kearns? Yeah, I, I'm excited maybe to see him. Uh, maybe make the squad he throws very hard what's the story on this vote guide and i haven't read up on him much i just i know his name but just looking i'm pulling it up name. right now well he's from he was born in redmond washington so he's got that going for mm. him he was uh round five pick 166 by the nationals uh he debuted in 2018. As far as last year, not really a lot to, uh, you know, uh, get too excited about. But again, the Mariners are the pitching factory. They are the 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 pitching or horse whisperer. Uh, but last year he was one and two with a 5.19 ERA in 25 games, 34.2 innings, 30 strikeouts, a whip. 1.56 so this guy's a big swing and miss guy when he's on it seems like yeah the more we talk about this bullpen it you know it does sound a lot more stable and solid than the previous year you know so uh it bullpens are fickle it will wait and see still but um from the names and the way we're talking about these guys uh, it's a positive sign for the club and I believe he might have even been a starter because I, I would I would assume that this is why because he had 41 games in 2022 had um, 101 innings uh, so I would yeah he was also uh, has also been a starter some and he played in Washington and in Baltimore so uh, maybe he's one of these guys that is in that oh fuck position a spot start long inning, multiple inning relief kind of pitcher. Oh, so he would be the long guy if we had trouble out of the out of the gate with one of our starters. He's kind of pencil yeah, cause that it, guy. Yeah, because I don't know a lot about him, but just looking back at 2022, like I said, uh, over, what's, 100 innings, he uh, 
had about 40 appearances. So I would assume he, he made some spot starts there to rack up innings like that. But as far as the bullpen, I'm pretty, pretty happy with uh, what it looks like right now compared to what it was starting to look like. But it was in Seattle's Kingdom where the wild Kingdom really had its day. The most frightful delay of all time was the attack of the killer kitten. My gosh, what is that? Is that a rat? A muskrat or a cat? Let me see that. It's a cat. We had, you know, some stray cats that, you know, took up residence in the kingdom for a long time. Well, this one particular night, one of the cats gets on the field just running around all over the place. And finally, another attendant picks it up, and the attendant that got scratched is... Oh, he's in pain. Look at him. Boy, that cat is mad. Oh, baby. He of it. He's starting to run off the field and take care of the cat. All of a sudden, this cat just munches down on his finger. That's a tough little guy. The cat won't let go, and all of a sudden, Bird is twirling around like a top, trying to get rid of this cat. He's going like this, trying to get the cat, and the cat's hung out his finger like this, and he's in a whole lot of pain. Finally, he gets rid of the cat. A fussy feline with claws. That was kind of funny. <laughs> that cat has gone crazy. How surprised are you that we sit here with the lineup? I guess that's slightly better than last year. Um... If healthy, definitely better than last year. Um, but that's a big if. We've talked about that. But we're sitting here a week before pitchers and catchers show up, and we have the same starting rotation intact that we had last year. Um, yes, we lost Robbie Ray, but he didn't even factor into last year. That's something to be excited about, I, I feel like. It's super exciting. Man, I can't know. Going to be like, hopefully, everyone, not, you know, hopefully, everyone takes a step forward too and has like a little bit better of year because I think like it's almost on the verge of being historic. I hope, you know, having three 20 game winners that hasn't happened in a long time and that'd be like something crazy that could happen. Even having two 20 game winners and just having one for the Mariners, anyways, you know what I mean? But I think they're that good and especially now with the bullpen. I think being upgraded, I think a lot of those pitchers could have, you know, better years. Kirby, Logan, Wu, and Bryce Miller. I would be happy when you say if everybody takes a step forward. I would be ecstatic if Castillo, Gilbert, and Kirby gave you what they've been giving you. And you could see the improvement out of Wu and Miller. We still haven't seen them play or pitch you know, through a season on to the next season. I, I constantly always hear Ryan Roland Smith bringing that up. As, as happy as I am of seeing all five of these guys here, I still feel like you probably want to bring in a veteran. Um, Hannah, what do you think about the pitching staff? Are you excited? Would you add something right now? Would that make you feel better? Um, I would look at it this way, just hearing what you guys said, uh, those top three guys of Kirby, Logan, and Castillo, they are what they are. Um, yeah, if Logan and, and Kirby could take the next step, um, in their young careers, which I expect them to do, but I really would like to see Luis Castillo make that next step. Uh, he was good when he first got here last year. He was really good, but for some reason it just didn't feel like he was as dominant as you'd expect him to be and kind of mm -hmm. how he pitched. So I'd like to see him make that next step. And as far as the two young guys, um, seen a little video, 
uh, that Miller's put out. He's picked up a uh, splitter. Looks really good. Um, his video showed him throwing his fastball followed by his splitter, and it comes out of that same slot. Looks exactly like the same pitch, except it drops off. So, you know, they've talked about tunneling and all that stuff, so it looks very good that way. All the ball tunnels out of his arm. But for me, um, with Ryan Rowan Smith, I, I definitely feel like what he's saying, um, those guys are gassed at the end of last year, and they didn't even make a full season. Um, this is a big step their second full season in the show and uh to make 30 starts or however many it is it's going to be interesting to see um how that gas tank's going to be for those guys um so that would be my concern with them as far as their stuff I, and who they are as pitchers I, I feel that they're going to make those improvements for me it's just their endurance yeah and Hannah, yeah, that's right. ex exactly my point of why we need to pick up another pitcher to take some, you know, pressure off the, you know, so many starts. That's like a, that's how I feel. But I probably, that's probably what Emerson Hancock's going to be for. I mean, I sure I'd love to get Snell in here. Um, former signing pitcher. I just don't see him. Mariners first spend the money, but then what would you do with a, uh, put Wu in the bullpen or something? Or does that screw him up? Or would you, could you, you know, have Miller start a game and then bring in Wu right after for the, you know, pitch six innings, each of them go three mm -hmm. or four or something like that and have a Snell. I mean, there's a lot of ways to do it, but, um, and then flip flop them, have Wu start and Miller come in after. But, uh, with the Mariners, the way they run their bullpen and run them ragged and use a lot of guys. I mean, it's, that's a tricky thing to do. And then especially to spend money, like I said, that's the biggest, uh, thing for me not seeing that the Mariners would bring in a guy like Snell but are you guys talking more of a lower tiered guy that's out and available yeah I, I would so I, I think yeah, I, I, would. I feel like I, I feel like that's what's realistic I think if you would see a Snell you're right there's no world that they're just going to add more money that big of mm -hmm. money to what's going on I think that's something where if you bring in Snell there has to be a lot of things being moved. You know, Jerry Depoto is not scared to trade guys before he fits them for a uniform. So I feel like if you were going to bring in Snell, you'd have to see two or three different confusing moves to make that happen. So maybe if we start seeing some confusing moves, maybe that means we are going to go after that. But more than likely, I think you're just going to be grabbing some sort of lower tier veteran just to... Uh, not have to force. I know you want to see Hancock or somebody like that come up or one of our guys from the pipeline step in there, but you also just want to have a veteran step into those spots, like especially in June when injuries start happening versus just scrambling down to the uh, farm, just hoping that somebody's going to come through. And then you're asking somebody to be in positions that they haven't been in pitch more than they probably have in their career. So I feel like that's where, Having Robbie Ray come back mid-season was a, a big luxury, but again, he didn't factor into last year, so it doesn't really like hurt or bother me that he's gone. I feel like uh, maybe Jordan Montgomery. He's like that tier down, and another tier down from that is, you know, do you want to spend Blake Snell's, what, 20 mil, 23 million, 20 million plus? And it kind of, you know, depends on salaries and, you know, even if it was just getting a guy for four million to take some of the pressure off 
our starters, you know, but I guess that's, I'd like to see Emerson, you know, if, if Emerson became not an option, that's what I would want to say. I guess we'll be forced to make a move if Emerson's not going to work out. Yeah. I mean, as far as Montgomery, yeah, he is a next tier down, but he's still a high price guy in my opinion. About 19 million. <laughs> yeah. And there's no way that's going to happen. And so it just, it all just comes back to, it sounds like with us just talking in a circle here and discussing that it's going to be probably Emerson Hancock is, is their choice without maybe going in and sign a, a yeah. long reliever type spot starter guy, but we'll see. The other rumor was um, trading for Dylan Cease, but that would probably involve Wu. I also feel like to a Snell, you're not going to see one of these like, prove it or big one year he just coming off of uh cy young you know he's not he's not trying to do a one-year deal they're definitely trying to cash in why would you not yeah and that's why i don't see that the mariners uh are gonna do it if this wasn't seattle if we didn't have all the hoopla during thanksgiving week i wouldn't even consider it i wouldn't even waste a minute of talking about it on here but it is one of these things that is a topic that people want to hear and talk about and fantasize about. But unfortunately I do not see him coming there. I hope this is a cut that we call We cut back to when I am wrong <laughs> about it, but, but here's the thing. He's not coming to Seattle. Blake Stell's not coming to Seattle. Seattle's not going to get him book it. Are yeah, you with I me, mean Hanno? Yeah, I, I've heard the Mariners haven't even had one conversation with him, and we know talking earlier on in the offseason how he had hinted about it and talked about it and made his you know media tour at the Husky games and Kraken games or Seahawk games, and and for then to be reported that the Mariners have not even had contact with him, it's of course <laughs> they're going to say that. Of course they're going to say that. I believe it. I believe it. Too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I believe it. He's not, he's not, he's not coming here. And here's why it doesn't bother me. Here's why it doesn't bother me. We don't need it. It bothered me when we didn't get all these other bats for the last couple of years from yeah. Simeon uh, to not being able to get uh, Otani. You know what I mean? And everything, everything. Yeah. Whatever, whatever God you think it's going to give the American the, the Marlins got a rise for so cheap. Like we could have just, I was like, turned it on one day. I'm like, what, how the hell did that happen? Man, everybody, yeah. everybody in MLB missed out on that one. <laughs> yeah. I mean, listen, they obviously proven they know how to scout offensive players. The Mariners have not. <laughs> You've not proven that yet. You know, this is a yeah. this is a pitching organization, and I'm not punching down when I say that. I don't know, starting pitching. Another thing I want to see this year is a no-hitter, right? How cool would that be? One of our guys has to do it this year. Who's it gonna be? I think if it was going to be a no-hitter out of all of these pitchers right here. I honestly could see I think I think it would be George Kirby would be the guy if there was somebody on the team that I think could pitch a complete just clean game like that it's it's George Kirby. Uh 
I'm a, I'm in agreement with you. I would rank it Kirby, Logan, and Castillo. And even though I think Castillo's got probably better stuff, um, I just I don't see Castillo throws a lot more pitches, and like you mentioned, wouldn't mm -hmm. necessarily have enough pitches left to go full nine innings. I'd like to see Castillo do it because you, you know the like the fist pumps coming at the end when he does it, and he's gonna look up at the sky. You know, oh, yeah, I, I can already picture it. Flash. Flash, yes. uh -huh. yeah, I would. I agree. Yeah, that would be that would be pretty awesome. Um, you know, I think we saw what Kirby did. He throw a one hitter or a two hitter last year, and then no I know Bryce Bryce Miller took one pretty late, but that was against the A's. That wasn't his uh, major league debut as well. So I also I think if I had to pick a dark horse of the rotation, like somebody from the bottom of the rotation that's going to do it be my number two guy would be Bryce Miller. I would honestly go, that's my one. And that's my two who throws a no hitter this season. Uh, definitely Kirby. Then I would say Bryce Miller. Then after that, it's a crap shoot. And I agree with you. The most flamboyant, fun, marketable one would be Luis Castillo would also, uh, make the organization feel, feel really good, especially with the amount of money they're paying him Yeah, and what they, and what they gave up to go out and get him. But we want to see these guys pitching in the playoffs this year. Um, uh, Ninja, before we get out of here, you sent us some odds on uh, the Mariners chances right now um, for what is this world series betting odds? Yeah. I think I sent you guys a couple different things. I sent you the fan graphs, predictions for like uh, teams to win the or go to the playoffs and then win the world series yeah Fangraphs the has the mariners at uh 64 of making the playoffs uh 26.3 on winning the division they still have the astros as the favorite in the division and as far as the american league god they still have the number one chance, according to Fangraphs, to take it all or get to the World Series at least. Mm -hmm. And then the other one was the betting odds. And the Las Vegas doesn't really agree with the Fangraphs. They have, you know, if you compare the two, they're a little bit different. So according to Fangraphs, yeah. we, should, we should be betting on the Mariners because, you know, we're getting the best odds. Yeah, and Vegas, though, still has the Astros as the top American League team, followed by the Yankees. But, right, it is a little bit different. They have uh, the Rangers and the uh, above the Mariners quite a bit, and um, Fangraphs does not. So that's interesting. Another little piece of news is we got two Smith & Jigbas now in Seattle. What do we know about Smith & Jigba's brother? He was just claimed – from the uh, claimed off the waivers from Pittsburgh. He had a brother. That's of the extent I know about him. I know more about Jason. <laughs> than that yeah, uh, exactly. When I saw uh, the name, I go, that's pretty similar to the guy on the sea. Oh, it's his brother. Um, you know, obviously, Jackson is a big time player here in Seattle. This guy seems like he'll probably head to camp, maybe make the the uh, AAA team, I, I would assume. But I think it's a, it's a cool story. Uh, definitely something 
and somebody to root for, that would be pretty cool uh, to have two brothers playing on two pro Seattle teams. Yeah, I'm more excited. I don't know. You guys might have talked about this, but the Mariners have their first celebrity wag in the uh, organization with the Mariners signing Cole Tucker and his wife being Vanessa Hudgens. Did you guys talk about that? No, we haven't. We left the I'm Hollywood hot for... corner to you, Hannah. No, I thought it'd be you. You're down in the in the, the 30 mile zone, a stone's throw from the Hollywood side. And I, thought yeah, I just, I just got back. I just got back from sunny Seattle sitting here in mm-hmm. this, in this rain, but, uh, Better no, bring tell a us all about mustard it. T-shirt down to spring train and give to her. Are you going right? <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. But uh, one quick thing about uh, Smith and Jigba's brother. He's only 24. He's only at 32 at bats in the big leagues. Only got four hits, five RBIs, stolen base. Um, what no position does he yet. play? He is a outfielder and uh, primarily a right okay. fielder. Hits left. Throws right, stands at six feet, weighs in fielder. at 230 yeah, pounds. So, a guy. And I am reading all these stats because, again, I like you said, I was like, oh, yeah. he's got a brother. But, uh, you know, Smith and Jigba, um, very uh, likable guy. So if his brother is anything like that, you know, he'd be a good guy to have around in the clubhouse. Only 24 years old. I mean, you never know what he's going to do. Yeah, we'll wait and see. That's for sure. Yeah, well, that's our episode for today. We, you know, we got through it. We talked about um, our, you know, savior of saviors, Gregory Santos. Basically, it seems like we got ourselves two um, Munoz-type players now coming out of the bullpen. You mix that up with Brash. I'm pretty happy with that. We're all praying for health when it comes to this lineup. We're all praying for health when it comes for uh, the pitchers, especially if uh, the Mariners seem to have a healthy year. It seems like it's all is kind of forgotten, but that's going to be a big challenge, and we'll be here to talk about it. I mean, people are going to be either stepping up or pulling up with uh, injuries here in the next couple of weeks, so we're really going to be able to – Start to see what we have here. Yeah, that's what surprised me so much about this fan graphs thing of the best odds to win the World Series with the Mariners at fifth. I mean, just blows my mind. I mean, I think they're going to have a hard trouble being one of the six teams to make the playoffs, and they got them fifth overall to win the whole thing with just the Astros and Yankees ahead of them. I mean, Jesus, where's this coming from? They ran a minute. Uh, they ran a million simulations, and this is what the computer spit out. So, well, tell them to run a million and one. You know, <laughs> <laughs> one more, one more simulation. I don't know. We'll let we'll let Hanno simulate the simulate all these things and see what he comes up. We got AI. I mean, doesn't that make you stuff. feel a little? Doesn't that make you feel a little bit better? <laughs> No, I think there's something wrong with fan graphs. I like don't want to ever hear any of their shit again. I mean, that's terrible. Are you serious? They have the Dodgers, the Braves, the Strohs, and the Yankees, and the freaking Mariners. Wow. That's how good our pitching staff's going to be this year. Yeah. I, I hope so. I mean, anything can happen. But, historic. 
Stork. You're, you're, so you're just not buying into fan graphs? Not for the fifth best team to win the World Series. I mean, well, let's just... <laughs> okay. We ought to just have an episode, too, that's Roto Champ versus... Oh, well, on a, si- on a side Hanno note. Versus Hanno. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I think like the worst... Right your line. I think the worst one on there was the Rockies. They have a 0.1% chance to make the playoffs and a 0.0 chance to win the World Series. I think that's wor- well, worse than Oakland. Well, that's the series that I'm going to spend my money to go travel <laughs> to. Because I would assume the Mariners should go in there and sweep them down at Coors Field. Uh, but again, that's in April. So we'll, we'll see if those games even get played out there. Anyways, that's our episode. Thank you for liking, subscribing. We love those five tool baseball players, but you know what? We love those five star reviews better. So hit us with that five star review. And if you haven't su- subscribed, if you have not subscribed to our podcast, what the fuck are you waiting on? Do it right now. If you're checking us out on YouTube, just hit the thing we got. Either I put it right here, or put it over here. Uh, check us out on Twitter or X, I should say, Instagram. Facebook and the TikTok. Yes, we are on the TikTok laying down videos. We are already very big in China right now. Don't want to brag. But uh, anyways, uh, thanks to the Ninja for somewhat showing up here. And of course, Hanno up in Edmonds. With that being said, we're going to talk to you really soon. But Hanno, you know what fucking time it is. Charge.